Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are breaking down week 11 of the NFL season with a preview that we call Buy or Sell. It is crazy to me that we are already in week 11. Feels like just yesterday, it was week one and week two, and there was all that optimism of a new season. You know, everything was high hopes and, and looking forward to the season. And now we are in week 11. And if you're playing season long, you were either, you know, in the hunt for a playoff spot or, or looking for a first round buy, or, you know, maybe your season's not gone the way it has and, and you're out of the playoffs and you're transitioning over to DFS or, you know, some other venture for the week. So um, definitely a little bit of the mid-season blues here at week 11, but we are still going to break it down just like we always have with a preview that we call buy or sell. So basically this is not a start sit show. This is not a DFS lineup strategy um, ownership pivot type show. This is a, do I think this guy is going to overperform or underperform their expectations? Because, you know, let's be honest, everybody goes in with expectations. Christian McCaffrey's expectations are higher than Devin Singletary's expectations. So um, we're going to go ahead and talk here today. We're going to talk about the players that I am buying that I think are going to outperform their expectations, which means you can start them in season-long fantasy, you can run them out in DFS, and you can hit their overs in the player prop market. And then we're going to talk about the players that I am selling, where I think you could try to get them on the bench in season long fantasy. You would not want to play them in your DFS lineups and you can take the unders in the player prop market. Whatever game you're playing, we've got you covered here on this preview. This is all encompassing. All right. Um, that does it for the introduction. So um, let's go ahead and get started by talking about the quarterback position. So last weekend, we talked about the concept of targeting games with high point totals, simply because that when you look at fantasy scoring, you know, if there's a lot of points being scored in the game, you know, in actual football, then there's going to be a lot of points being scored in fantasy football as well. And this week does not have as many games with a high total as last week did. However, there are three games with supremely high totals that I definitely think you can target in fantasy football and DFS this week. The highest total of the weekend belongs to the Kansas City and Philadelphia Monday night game, which should not shock anyone anybody. So obviously, if you have Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, put them in your lineups. Um, but I'm going to go to a little bit of kind of two under the radar games that have the second highest total of the weekend at 48 and a half at the moment. Um, and it's a tie belonging to the Houston, Arizona game and the Detroit Chicago game. So the first quarterback on my buy list is CJ Stroud of the Houston Texans. Houston has been very pass heavy since Damian Pierce got hurt three weeks ago. However, that's also coincided with the offensive line getting healthy. So I don't know whether it's a product of Pierce being out or the O-line being healthy, but Houston's play calling has skewed more towards pass and they've done a lot better job of protecting C.J. Stroud as well. So maybe it is more the offensive line. He has not been pressured very much, and his numbers are very different when he's pressured versus when he's unpressured. So it's very good that he is being unpressured. But if you look at just the pure volume, they've had a positive pass rate over expectation in each of the last two games, meaning that if you look at the analytics and look at what teams should be calling in terms of run pass, depending on the down and distance, the score of the game, you know, the time left on the clock, all that, Houston is passing more than they theoretically theoretically should be, which is a good thing for C.J. Stroud. He's ended up with 42 and 39 pass attempts in the last two games, and now he gets a matchup against Arizona, who ranks 21st against quarterbacks. It's got a, the second highest total on the weekend because Arizona is probably going to score some points with Kyler Murray. So this game has a lot of shootout potential, and I think C.J. Stroud is going to account for multiple touchdowns this week against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, if you are playing DFS, and you know, in DFS, we always want to stack up our quarterbacks with our receivers. So my stacking partner for CJ Stroud would be Tank Dell. Historically, 
this is a broad general statement. Historically, rookies improve their production over the second half of their rookie season. Well, Tank Dell is a rookie. We are now entering the second half of the season, and he's been really good in the last two games. In the last two games, he had 25 targets total. That's about 12 and a half targets per game. And if that number keeps up, then Tank Dell is going to be a guy that you can put in your lineups week in and week out. And Arizona is the third softest matchup for outside wide receivers, which is where Tank Dell lines up and runs most of his routes. So I think this is a great time to, you know, kind of combine CJ Stroud and Tank Dell together. Second quarterback on the buy list is going to be from the second game that we mentioned, the Detroit-Chicago game. It's going to be Justin Fields. So Justin Fields was injured, and, and you know he had to have Tyson Bagent starting for a few weeks for the Chicago Bears, and he even beat my Carolina Panthers, but that's beside the point. But Justin Fields is back now, and I think because of how long he was injured, people forgot about how well Justin Fields was doing before he got hurt. Justin Fields had over 30 fantasy points in the last two games that he started and finished before getting hurt in the game against Minnesota. We've already mentioned this game's high total, but Justin Fields has also been very solid in his career against these Detroit Lions. He's averaging 28 fantasy points in his last two games against the Lions. Now, if you are stacking up Justin Fields, um, to me, my stacking partner would be DJ Moore. He averaged nine targets per game in Fields' last three starts, which has pretty much been on par with where he's been at all season. So DJ Moore is the guy who you can combine with Justin Fields. Jared Goff, the other side of this game, is also going to make the buy list. We talked extensively in the offseason about Jared Goff's home road splits. We also mentioned how um, the schedule over the second half of the season is kind of juicy for Jared Goff in terms of matchups and how many games he has that are at home or in a dome. So looking at the stats right now, Jared Goff is averaging 21.75 fantasy points per game in home games this season. If you make it all dome games, that number increases to 22 fantasy points per game. Well, guess what? This game is at home, which means it is in a dome. And it's also a great matchup because Chicago is a bottom five overall matchup against quarterbacks and a bottom five schedule adjusted matchup against quarterbacks. Remember, when we talk about schedule adjusted matchups, it takes into account what quarterbacks um, or any other position for that matter are scoring before the game they play that team and how they perform relative to their average. So that means that Chicago is not only giving up a lot of fantasy points, but they're letting quarterbacks, no matter what they come in with, give up more fantasy points than they normally are scoring. Jared Goff also hasn't finished it, or I'm sorry, that was the next player on my list. Um, Jared Goff's stacking partner for me would be Amon Ra St. Brown, who is the clear leader in this receiver room for the Detroit Lions. He has not finished a game with under 16 fantasy points all season, and there is only one other receiver in the NFL that can make that claim. Care to guess? It's Justin Jefferson. However, Justin Jefferson has only played four games, well, four full games, I should say, whereas Amon Ross St. Brown has played the entire season minus one game. So Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the best options in fantasy, very clear stacking partner with Jared Goff. Put both of them in your lineups this week. The last QB for the buy list is going to be Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. So Brock Purdy is an underrated fantasy asset. I don't think people realize how solid of a fantasy option he is. I know he gets the game manager label. I know there are people out there that think he's not that good of an actual quarterback, but guess what? We don't need you to be that good of an actual quarterback. We just need you to be a good fantasy quarterback. And right now, he has averaged 19.7 fantasy points per game across the 16 games that he has started and finished in his career. And now he draws Tampa, whose defense forces a top three pass rate over expectation. Pretty much the translation there is when teams play Tampa, they throw, throw, throw all day long because Tampa's a pretty good run defense and they're pass defense is awful. In fact, Tampa Bay's pass defense gave up the biggest fantasy performance by a quarterback all season to C.J. Stroud two weeks ago. 
If you were playing Brock Purdy in DFS, my preferred stacking partner, because there are a lot of them in this 49ers offense, my preferred stacking partner would be Debo Samuel. So we talked extensively in the offseason about Debo Samuel's zone splits versus man splits. Debo Samuel is the receiver you want when teams play zone coverage against the 49ers because he's able to kind of find the hole in the zone. He's really good after the catch. He can make a guy miss and create big plays that way. Brandon Ayuk is the guy you want against man coverage because Brandon Ayuk with his speed, he just beats one guy and it can be a touchdown. So Debo Samuel is the guy I want this week though, because Tampa is a very zone heavy team. They run zone coverage at the sixth highest rate in the NFL. So it should be Debo Samuel time for this 49ers offense. Now, if you are desperate, meaning if you need a spot starter in a season long league, you know, maybe you um, you know, have a quarterback who's on a buy or a quarterback who got hurt. Um, or if you know need some value in DFS, you need somebody a little bit cheaper. Josh Dobbs is a guy that I would turn to. He has two straight games of 25 fantasy points or more in a Minnesota Vikings uniform. And he didn't even play all of one of those games. He came in in the second quarter. And they were both actually below average matchups to quarterbacks. And now he gets Denver, who is um, obviously not a below average matchup to quarterbacks. In fact, they're one of the 10 worst defenses against quarterbacks in the league. So you got Josh Dobbs in this Vikings offense in a situation where he's got a really good matchup against Denver. I really like Josh Dobbs this week, and I think you can definitely play him as a spot starter in season-long leagues if you need a starter. Now, looking at the sell list at the quarterback position, um, it's kind of hard to find this week. Like, There's a lot of quarterbacks in good matchups, and if they're not in a good matchup, they're in a good game environment. So one of the quarterbacks that I do want to highlight for the sell list, though, is going to be Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, Trevor Lawrence this season has just... He just hasn't had it, right? Like, he's not been the consistent fancy option that we saw last season. He has not been as productive as what we saw last season. In fact, J- Trevor Lawrence, using DraftKings scoring, only has one game over 18 fantasy points, which is not what we want at all. And, and if you look at trying to play him in DFS, that, that's just not going to give you very good value for where he's priced at because he's still priced at where the Trevor Lawrence we thought you know last year was. What, what is also contributing to it is that he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown all season, which was not the case last year as he had multiple rushing touchdowns. And he's got a matchup this week against Tennessee, who's a pretty solid defense. They're, a def- or they're an offense that's going to run the ball a whole lot and grind out the clock, which is going to decrease the potential volume for quarterbacks going up against this Tennessee defense because there's going to be less plays. So I just don't think it's a really good spot for Trevor Lawrence, and he is my quarterback on the sell list this week. All right, that does it for the quarterback position. So let's take a quick breather and then flip over to the running backs. Before we talk about the running back position, I do want to go ahead and mention there are a few places you can get more information from me. First off, you can find me on X at Mike's Money Picks, always tweeting about college football, college basketball, PGA, NFL, DFS, you know, tweeting about all of it and, um, you know, just kind of giving some information on there. If anything changes for my, you know, player takes, I I tend to get it out there. If injuries kind of change things, I I tend to get it out there as well. And then also if, um, you know, there's any changes to the show, like if I put out an episode, video, audio, whatever, I'm, I'm always tweeting about it as well. So if you find me on X, you'll get all those updates. And then also join the Fantasy Corner Discord. Link is in the description. There's a lot of smart people in there who um, play a lot of DFS. And, you know, there's been a lot of discussion in there for college basketball, college football, NBA, and NFL. So if you're looking to get better than any of those, there's DFS players of all levels in there. Um, And so if you're a DFS person, I highly recommend joining that. It's been some very good days, some very good discussions in there that have helped a lot of people win some money in recent weeks. 
And lastly, I do write articles for my Patreon about every college basketball, college football, and NFL DFS slate. I'm highlighting my core plays and kind of my strategy of attack for the slate, if you will. Um, so head on over to patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks if you are interested in reading those. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the backs now. So at the running back position, this is a very interesting week um, with the running back position. I feel like there's some good running backs on a buy. It just doesn't seem like the player pool is as deep at the running back position as it usually is. Maybe that, that's just the case with running back this year, but but it just feels really shallow this week. So the first running back on the buy list is going to be Tony Powered for me. Yes, I'm hopping back on the Tony Powered train. He let us down big time last week against the Giants. He was seemingly the only Dallas Cowboy who didn't score a touchdown. But I'm hopping back on the train this week. Carolina is like a dream matchup for a running back. They rank as the second easiest overall team against running backs, and they continue to force a positive rush rate over expectation on a weekly basis, meaning teams are running on the Panthers more than they theoretically should be. And also with Tony Power, the touches continue to be there, right? It's not like he's getting phased out of the offense. He's still getting about 15 touches a game. And I trust that somewhere down in there is the Tony Power that we saw last year, you know, breaking off explosive plays, looking dynamic, scoring touchdowns. I trust that he's in there somewhere and he's got to come out eventually. And what better week to come out than this week against the Carolina Panthers? Devin A-Chain is going to be the second running back on the buy list. Remember him before he got hurt? Yeah, he was incredible. And he actually has kind of a dream matchup. And Raheem Mostert is banged up, so this could really be the Devin A-Chain show this week. If you forgot before he got hurt, Devin A-Chain was averaging 12 yards a carry in the last three games before he was injured, and he was averaging 36.6 fantasy points per game in those three games. Now he's got a matchup against Vegas where you're just looking at a situation where if he breaks off one or two big runs, then it's going to be, you know, just go ahead and just you know, hand everybody the win now that played Devin A. Chain. Like, that's just how it's going to be because he breaks off long plays like no other back in the league at the moment. All right, next up on the buy list is going to be Brees Hall of the New York Jets. So what's kind of gone under the radar this week is that the Jets cut Michael Carter um, for reasons unknown, but Michael Carter was the pass catching back in this Jets offense. So theoretically, Michael Carter being gone could only lead to more snaps and more touches for Brees Hall, which is a good thing for Brees Hall. And I kind of get the vibe with this Jets team that they're really fed up with their quarterback. And, and you know, I'm not saying it's unwarranted, but I kind of think that it's going to be a more run-heavy, ground-and-pound approach for this Jets offense because I think there's a lot of guys that are frustrated with their quarterback play right now. And Buffalo is a deceptively good matchup to running backs. In the last three weeks, Buffalo has given up 21.0, 17.8 and 17.9 fantasy points to the running backs they have played. So I'm willing to buy into Brees Hall, keeping that streak up with this new run-heavy Jets offense. If you are desperate in season-long fantasy, there are two guys I think you can go to. Hey, I'm willing to go back to Devin Singletary if Devin Pierce is out again. He had 30 carries for 150 yards against Cincinnati, and Arizona is a much worse run defense than Cincinnati. We saw B. John Robinson have a big game last week against Arizona, and that was with you know his coach actively hating him. So I still think that, you know, I, obviously a kid. I don't know if Arthur Smith actually hates B. John Robinson, but his usage would dictate that he hates B. John Robinson. So, um... You know, now Devin Singletary gets that matchup, and with that matchup, I think should be pretty lucrative if he is the only back in town for Houston. Keaton Mitchell is also the other back that I think you can play if you are desperate. So he is a 
rookie Raven, who has touchdowns of at least 30 yards in back-to-back games. And, and I remember watching Red Zone, and they flashed up a stat about that, and I can't remember what the exact stat was, but I remember thinking, wow, the Ravens really don't have that many like long touchdowns, and, and they really don't, and he's breaking them off because he looks like a very productive, very explosive NFL running back. He reminds me of a young Tony Pollard, you know, before you know, this year, Tony Pollard. And so if Keaton Mitchell is going to continue looking like that, I think that this could be a really like big career for, for Keaton Mitchell. And I think that it could start this week because I just don't see a whole lot of explosive plays coming out of the rest of this Ravens backfield. So I think he's going to continue to see increased snaps, continue to see increased touches. And, and this Cincinnati defense, we just mentioned, they just gave up 150 rushing yards to Devin Singletary. So if Keaton Mitchell breaks off one long touchdown run again, he's instantly going to give you exactly what you were looking for if you plug and play him into your lineup. All right, now the sell list at running back is kind of tough this week because, again, I feel like the, there's just not that many backs that you have high expectations for here, here this week in Week 11. So one of the running backs that is on the sell list is going to be Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. He has been kind of not good this season. A little bit of a disappointment. He's combined for 21 fantasy points in the last two weeks. He's only had one game above 20 fantasy points all season. And the Giants offense has just been... Um, kind of dreadful. They, they've been one of the worst offenses in the league the entire season, and they've been particularly bad since Daniel Jones went out. The Giants are only implied to score 14 points in this game, according to Las Vegas, and Washington is a massive pass funnel, meaning that teams pass the ball against Washington more than they theoretically should as opposed to running them. So I just don't think that this is a really good spot for Saquon Barkley. And even if you think, well, you know, what if he scores a touchdown and just, you know, gets there that way? Well, yeah, that's a possibility. But when they're only implied 14 points, you're basically banking on Saquon Barkley scoring one or both of those two touchdowns if they get to 14 points, which I'm not sure they will. So Saquon Barkley is on the sell list this week. The second running back on the buy list, or I'm, I'm sorry, the second running back on the sell list, the exact opposite, is going to be Jalen Warren of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, I actually like the fact that Jalen Warren has been declared the starter, and I think it's really good for his prospects long term, but um, not this week. I just think that we should temper expectations this week for Jalen Warren as the new starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not like instantly he's going to become the starter and it's going to be 100% of the carries to Jalen Warren and 0% of the carries to Najee Harris. I think it's still going to be a 50-50, maybe 55-45 or 60-40 type of split. And in the last two games, it's been about 60-40 in favor of Najee Harris. It's been 32 carries to 26 carries. So if Jalen Warren is only getting 60% of the carries, that's not that big of an adjustment for where he was. But the reason why I want to temper expectations this week is the fact that he's going up against Cleveland. It's one of the worst matchups to running backs in the league. They've only given up two rushing touchdowns to running backs all season, and one of them was last week to Keaton Mitchell. So I just think it's a terrible matchup for running backs. And while I love the prospects long-term of Jalen Warren being the starter, I don't love it this particular week with him being the starter. All right, that does it for the running backs. So let's go ahead and take a quick breather and transition on over to the wide receivers. All right, so at the wide receiver position, I do want to point out that I did mention four receivers that I liked back during the quarterback segment. Um, I have mentioned Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Moore, Debo Samuel, and Tank Dell as players that I do like this week. So the, the buy list is going to be a little bit shorter because, you know, I kind of already talked about those guys um, at length a little bit in the quarterback segment, you know, talking about their stacking partners. So um, the two receivers that I am going to put on the buy list this week both played in the Monday night game, and it's A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith of the Philadelphia Eagles. A. 
AJ Brown just had one of the most incredible runs of fantasy scoring that I have seen in a long, long time. And last week he had 19.6 fantasy points against Dallas. And it was his lowest scoring week since week two. That's pretty darn incredible. He was scoring over 20 fantasy points from week three till, you know, at least the halfway point of the season. That, that's just an insane run by A.J. Brown. And that was against Dallas, who's a really good team and a really good defense for that matter. And now he's got Kansas City, who is a solid defense this year, but they're a better rush defense than they are a pass defense. Teams can throw on this Chiefs team. We've seen it week in, week out. And so I think that A.J. Brown is going to continue to go back to his same old ways this week. Now, the reason why I'm putting Devontae Smith on the list is because Philly is going to be playing without Dallas Goddard for a few weeks. And Devontae Smith, in his career, averages a 30% target share when Dallas Goddard is inactive. That is staggering. For whatever reason, when Goddard is out, it's like all of his targets end up going to Devontae Smith. So I think that Devontae Smith is going to be a guy that, you know, he's been a slight disappointment so far this season, but he's a guy that you can go back to with confidence this week. And I really like both of these Eagles receivers. When you look at the matchup and when you look at the fact that they're going to be increased targets this week, I I think it's a great spot for both these Eagles wide receivers. If you are desperate and you need a fill-in or you know you need somebody cheap in DFS, Jackson Smith and Jigba is a guy that we could turn to. Uh, I've already mentioned that rookies over the second half of the rookie season tend to perform better. Well, Jackson Smith and Jigba is starting to do that. He's averaging over five targets in his last five games. And Tower Lockett it has a hamstring injury for the Seahawks right now. Hamstring injuries are pretty darn tough to play through with the wide receiver position because of how much running you do. So if Tower Lockett ends up being limited or misses this game, I think that really helps the prospects for Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I think that the Rams defense is one that receivers can go off against. They really struggle to cover out of the slot, which is where Smith and Jigba runs most of his routes. So I do like Jackson Smith and Jigba this week. A guy who is probably on the waivers in your fantasy league and definitely really cheap in DFS is Jalen Guyton of the Los Angeles Chargers. He um, played his first full game of the season against Detroit last week and had 14.1 fantasy points. And he had six targets, which ranked second among the Chargers wide receivers. So pretty much... You've look, you're looking at a situation where as banged up as this Chargers receiver room is, you know, you've got Mike Williams out, you've got Josh Palmer out. Jalen Guyton has become the wide receiver too. And I know there's a lot of hype around Quentin Johnston with him being the first round pick, but that's not what the targets indicated last week. The targets indicated that Jalen Guyton is the wide receiver too. He is this team's speediest wide receiver. He is their deep threat. And I think that, um, you know, Justin Herbert's going to continue to throw the ball deep. And when he's going to throw the ball deep, he's going to throw it to Jalen Guyton. So all he would need is one deep touchdown to instantly pay off whatever you were expecting from him. So I really do like Jalen Guyton this week for the Chargers. Rondell Moore is the last guy on the buy list, and he is very cheap in DFS. He is most certainly on waivers in your season-long fantasy league. But he had a really sneakily good game last week against the Cardinals. And what's relevant is the, I'm sorry, I said against the Cardinals, against the Falcons, uh, the other bird of prey. Um, Rondell Moore plays for the Cardinals. So Rondell Moore, Last week against the Falcons had eight targets. Why is that significant? Well, last week was Kyler Murray's first game back. So we got to see what this Cardinals offense is going to look like with Kyler Murray at the helm. And Rondell Moore playing primarily out of the slot led the team in targets from the wide receiver position. In fact, he doubled the uh, number of targets for Marquise Brown and doubled the number of targets for Michael Wilson. So Rondell Moore, if he's going to continue to get eight targets a game with as explosive and athletic of a player as he is, he's a guy that could definitely give you some fancy scoring if that workload is going to continue to be there. Now, the sell list for Adam, well, the sell list for 
the wide receiver position. This is one where I struggled with this week, if I'm being honest, because there's a lot of wide receivers that I think you can look at and make a case for the sell list. But then there's the little silver lining at the end of it that makes you think that this guy still could end up having a good day, which is what I'm going to be telling myself if these guys are in my season-long fantasy lineup, and I'm going to have to start them anyway. So the first guy on the, the sell list, you might have heard me say his first name already, is Adam Thielen of the Carolina Panthers. So Thielen has gotten 28 targets total in his last three games. That's a really solid number, right? That's something that's positive. But it's only turned into 33.3 fantasy points with an average of 11.1 fantasy points per game. And now he's going up against the best defense that he's seen in that stretch with the Dallas Cowboys. So everything is trending in the wrong direction for Adam Thielen after having such a great start to the season in this Panthers offense. And I'll be honest, I don't trust this Panthers offense at all. Like, if you can't score multiple touchdowns against the Bears, what are you doing? Because the Bears defense is not good. We've seen that time in and time out this season. And the Panthers, for whatever reason, just just couldn't score against him. So I have no faith in this Panthers offense to score a whole lot of points. And it's hard to put faith in fantasy options when you just don't think that the offense they're playing in is going to score more than one touchdown in any given week. Now, the silver lining for Frank Reich is that there is a common theme among the last three games that he did not perform that well in fantasy. And it was that Frank Reich, the Panthers head coach, had given up play calling duties to their offensive coordinator. Well, in a very strange move this week. Frank Reich has now taken back over play calling duties. So are we going to see the same old Adam Thielen that was out there when Frank Reich was calling plays? I don't know. I think it's certainly a possibility, but the bottom line is the matchup against Dallas isn't good and the recent production hasn't been good for Adam Thielen. If you're you know, trying to sell yourself on him, it would be because he's getting Frank Reich back as a play caller. Amari Cooper is going to be next up on the sell list. And you might be looking on paper like, wait a minute, why Amari Cooper? He's got a great matchup against the Steelers. He's at home, which we've talked about. He has extensively better results at home than on the road in his career. And, you know, on paper, that seems like a good fit, right? But also, there's no Deshaun Watson. He is out for the season. And Amari Cooper has not been a startable fantasy commodity when Deshaun Watson has not played. He averages 9.1 PPR points per game in games that Deshaun Watson did not start and finish. So I'm including the Colts game in there because Deshaun played like one quarter, right? Um, So pretty much Amari Cooper without Deshaun Watson has not been good. And so I just... I'm going to stay away from him until he shows that he can produce with a quarterback that is not named Deshaun Watson. All right, now really quickly for the tight end position, there are a few tight ends that are going to make the buy list this week. There's a few that I really, really like. The first one is going to be Dalton Kincaid of the Buffalo Bills. He's had four straight weeks of 15-plus fantasy points, and now he gets a matchup against the Jets, who are a team that is very stingy to outside wide receivers. So you're going to look at you know guys like Dalton Kincaid and Khalil Shakir probably having a little bit better week this week because Josh Allen is going to have to be targeting the middle of the field in order to you know have success against this Jets defense. TJ Hawkinson, we mentioned him last week, how it was a dream scenario that he now has Josh Dobbs thrown in passes. Nobody in the league targets the tight end at a higher rate than Josh Dobbs. And that played out last week when he gave you 33.4 DraftKings points last week, 30.4 if you're doing standard PPR scoring. So just a great week for TJ Hawkinson. And I think it keeps up because I think Josh Dobbs is going to continue targeting his, you know, number one tight end in Minnesota as long as he's there. 
And then last up on the buy list is going to be Trey McBride of the Arizona Cardinals. We went into last week really not knowing what to expect with this Cardinals offense with Kyler Murray being back. And now we do know what to expect. Trey McBride led the team in targets with nine targets last week. And so if Trey McBride is going to continue to lead the Cardinals in targets, then continue rolling him out in all formats. Now, for the sell list, I do have one. So just in case you thought you were going to you know, get fancy and, and play the Eagles backup tight end with Dallas Goddard out, it is Jack Stahl who is that backup tight end, and he was picked up in multiple fantasy leagues. And so what we're looking at is he's in a situation now where he should be the Eagles starting tight end, but he was not productive when he was in that role last season. In fact, he didn't have a single double-digit fantasy point game without Dallas Goddard in the lineup last year, so I don't think you can turn to him this year and rely on him to be a productive fantasy player. All right, that does it for this week's preview. Hopefully, we're able to give you guys plenty of information to make the right start and sit decisions in your season-long fantasy league to put the right guys in your DFS lineups and to hit the right overs and unders in the player props market this week. Like I said, this preview is all-encompassing, so whatever your game is, hopefully we get you guys the information to help you come out as a winner on Sunday and Monday. All right, so um, that's pretty much it for this episode, guys. Remember, we are currently a three-sport podcast now. Golf is wrapping up for the fall, but we are still covering college football and college basketball so subscribe to the audio feed subscribe to the youtube channel that way you'll be notified when those episodes drop and i encourage everybody venture out play some different sports right so if you play nfl dfs give college football and college basketball a shot um, and you can listen to my content for it and it should help you out hopefully in the same way that this nfl content has helped you out all right that does it for this episode guys thank you guys for listening to this point best of luck to you in all your matchups this week and i will see you next time (music) 